We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entering the Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Week 9 Waiver Wire Pickup Power Rankings Injury Report Monday Night Football and a change in the segment name from Life Advice to Random Questions You Have That Are Not Specifically Fantasy or Gambling Related. Anything is on the table, you can email those in at thepatmayoexperience at gmail.com. I decided to change it because I want more hilarious questions coming in, and I really love the one that was sent in today, and I can't wait to talk about it. You can always use the time codes to jump through everything. Remember to smash the like button to the episode and subscribe to Mayo Media Network. If you have never left an audio review on the Pat Mayo Experience podcast, please go do that. Five stars, you know, something you enjoy about the show. You can make that up for all I care. Uh, And thank you for doing that. Download all of the shows. We need all of the downloads to continue to rise in the charts. We are currently a top 10 fantasy podcast out there in the world. Well, in the United States, higher in Canada, good in Great Britain, good in Australia. And then the rest of the world is kind of hit or miss. Huge in Portugal. Who would have ever known? Pat Mayo experience. But let's get into the biggest news of the day. I'm glad I waited a little bit to do this show because a lot broke on Monday morning. Probably the biggest Monday morning news reporting dump of the season. It looks like Derrick Henry is going to be out for the season with a foot injury that is not confirmed as of yet. And apparently this was sustained in the first quarter of the Titans Colts game on Sunday. And then he just came back in the game and ended up with over 25 carries. Maybe... There was a reason he was kind of ineffective. I'm very curious to see this. This sucks for any Henry owner and obviously for the Tennessee Titans. But we saw this a few weeks ago when Chubb and Hunt were out and Dearness Johnson went absolutely ham on the Broncos Thursday night. That the old debate of do running backs actually matter come back to the forefront now. And I don't think that the Derrick Henry is going to be a test case for who's right and who's wrong about it. Uh, I'm more on the side that running backs by and large do not matter and not that there aren't more skilled runners running backs than others there most certainly are Uh, I would think that a dual threat pass catching running back is likely more valuable than someone like Derrick Henry who just kind of goes in between the tackles and just bulls people over but he is such an outlier based on what he can do there's really no replicating him at this point in time so maybe he's just on an outlier island by himself that he is going to be incredibly difficult to replace we'll see this reflected in the betting odds of a lot of these games that you know when Dak Prescott goes out it moves the line almost eight points towards the other team when Devontae Adams goes out it shifts the line two and a half three points which was probably way too much to begin with anyway but that that's what ended up happening I'm curious to see where some of these titans fall into now in terms of the spread in terms of their I mean their division odds are pretty secure after beating the Colts Indian in Indianapolis that gives them technically like a three and a half game lead in that division so that didn't change but their Super Bowl odds didn't change and maybe there is a chance that Henry can return at this 
sometime this year. It's Derrick Henry. I wouldn't put anything past him if all of a sudden guy has a broken foot three weeks later. He's like, yeah, I'm Derrick Henry. I willed it back into being good. It's likely that he misses the rest of the season. Not a guarantee. As I'm speaking right now, I can always update all of this. Uh, it's just I can only work with the information that I have at the moment. If you're looking for the full injury list, by the way, that's down in the description as a part of the Mayo Media newsletter. Next Monday, Chris Meany will be joining me on this Monday show. We might even go live in case you have questions. What we're going to do our rest of the season rankings for fantasy football, uh, like the top 100, top 150, whatever. You can almost use it as a trade guide. It's going to be completely different than the rankings coming into the season because quarterbacks will intrinsically have more value at this point in time. Uh, wide receivers will have probably just because of the health issues that are concerning running backs right now and the uncertainty at running back wide receivers are going to be much higher on that list. If you're looking for trades the rest of the season, we'll have a schedule breakdown who has the easy matchups through the fantasy playoffs. If you're looking ahead, because we know that fantasy trade deadlines are coming through the actual NFL trade deadline is on Tuesday. So when it comes to guys like Allen Robinson or good guys that you have in really terrible spots right now that aren't doing anything, at least keep them past the trade deadline. Then you know what? Allen Robinson, if you're not traded to a team that's going to use you properly, go ahead and cut him. that kind of thing. But I'd say wait at least until Tuesday at midnight before that goes through most waivers pass the next day. So you can adjust on the fly as it goes through. So what do you do with Derrick Henry now? Uh, or if if you're a Derrick Henry owner, how do you approach this? Because you've lost, A, your best player and your best trade chip. So how do you replace that? Well, if we go to the waiver wire pickups for the week, uh, as you can see, it's all up on DKNation.com right now. I have Jeremy McNichols at number one, Carlos Hyde at number two, JD McKissick, Boston Scott, Ty Johnson, Latavius Murray, Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead, Sorny, Michelle, and Samaje Pirine. Uh, a lot of those guys are handcuffs. McNichols, as of right now, I'm guessing, goes into the Derrick Henry role. He's not going to play that full-time role, but Darrington Evans was also placed on injured reserve coming into Week 8. So, really, it's just McNichols' backfield right now. There's already reports that they are working out Adrian Peterson, who I went to go pick him up in like my Keeper League on Yahoo just so I could have a running back to come in because I was like, oh, he didn't even play a game this week. He's going to be a free agent. But apparently, he's still on the Lions roster per Yahoo, which sucks. Uh, and that's really the only one where you can kind of skip waivers if guys don't play so unless they rectify that between now and the time waivers come out you'll probably have to put in a bid if he ends up signing with the titans he is not signed with the titans as i am speaking right now but as a pre if he was free i would add him to the roster as a waiver pickup if he's not signed i mean i can't imagine spending that much on him i'd rather go out and spend on mcnichols at least mcnichols will have a role either way in this offense moving forward primarily as a pass catching back but all of a sudden if he can start doing you know four to six targets and eight to ten carries hell even five to eight carries he's kind of like the better version of jd mckissick at that point so that's gonna have some value more so in ppr leagues but even in half point ppr and if he's gonna be on the field that much the increase of touchdown opportunity especially without derrick henry kind of goes through the roof we don't know what's going on with julio jones either they might trade hell there's a bunch of guys they could trade for they could go trade for philip Lindsay, or they could go trade for david johnson they could trade you know the eagles now have three running backs that people use go trade for boston scott who knows? Uh, Mike Davis uh, seems like he's pretty expendable at this point. Uh, so there's a ton of guys that you could theoretically go trade for. I don't know if the Titans are going to do that. I'm guessing that their best point of action right now is to play McNichols, find a vet to bring in to spell him on the ground in between the tackles. That's how I imagine that the Titans are going to roll going forward. Hence why I have Jeremy McNichols at number one. The Carlos Hyde thing is based a lot on what's going on with... James Robbins, who Adam Schefter reported that James Robinson and his heel injury is day-to-day. -day. It's not super serious, but that doesn't mean he can't miss a week either. Then you're plugging and playing Carlos Hyde against the Bills, which isn't a great spot, but we do know he's the next man up. J.D. McKissick uh, continues just to get run. We can go take a look if you're looking for the snap chart. This is the Mayo Media Newsletter. Uh, you can click on the snap chart right there, as you can see it. It's a bit zoomed in for this, but if you just pull it up as we go along, the link is down in the description right now. You can see the snap shares. Uh, Najee, Khalil Herbert, because Damian Williams ended up getting injured in that game. Jonathan Taylor, Zeke, and Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon absolutely dominated the touches uh, last week. So as you can see here, as we X out of that... Go back to the newsletter itself. Their overall injury. Saquon Barkley is actually one of these good trade targets. 
I think, because the Giants, are they on by next week or the week after? It's either week 10 or week 11. They're on, it's week 11 that they're on by. So Barkley could be back next week, or they sit him out coming back. I know that's not going to help a Derrick Henry owner in the short term, but Barkley has a super easy schedule to end the season. So if he's actually healthy, once he comes back and can remain healthy, he could end up being a league winner. The underrated one that you can go trade for right now, I think, because no one, no one really knows how to feel about him. I don't know how to feel about him, but Melvin Gordon, if you go look at the Broncos schedule down the stretch, a bunch of bad run defenses. Uh, you kind of have to hold your breath and play Melvin Gordon, but he's been wildly effective the past five weeks for Denver, despite the fact that they can't score. But Denver is through the tough part of their schedule. Go look. It's a lot like the Seahawks. Uh, one of the reasons that I was on them so big to beat Jacksonville, beat the crap out of them at minus three and a half at home was just go look who they had played the previous three weeks with Geno Smith. Uh, it was tough defense after tough defense. It was the Rams. It was the Steelers. And it was the New Orleans Saints. Jacksonville, not quite on that tier, as it turns out. And when you go back and look at now who the Broncos have played after starting the year with three cupcake games, they played four in a row, super tough games. Melvin Gordon has prevailed in those games as a fantasy asset. He's not going to replace Derrick Henry for you, but he's someone that I think that you can acquire on the cheap right now and continue to ride and potentially get a huge boost. And maybe it's maybe you want to go and get a distressed asset in Javante Williams instead. And hopefully in three weeks, four weeks time that he can usurp Melvin Gordon as the primary back in the Denver offense. But Denver, by and large, has a very easy rest of the season schedule that you can go get these guys, presumably for a lot cheaper than like, oh, I lost Eric Henry. I need to go trade for Elvin Kamara or Austin Eckler or Najee Harris. It's just not going to happen. So that's tough. As we go back into the newsletter right now, you can see I posted some stats. This was an update on Monday morning when all these came out. But if you look at week eight rushes inside the five-yard line, plus targets inside the five-yard line, I spoke about Mixon and all the work that he got that was both through the air and on the ground against the New York Jumbo Jets. More on them in a minute. But Mixon, five uh, of those combined touches. Daryl Henderson with four. Kamara, Aaron Jones, Jordan Howard with three. Michael Hurricane Carter at number two. Damian Harris, Boston Scott, and Rashad Penny. If we go back over to the waiver wire pickups, for the week you can actually that's that's the back end of uh, everything there we go there there's a much fancier version of it with uh with with nice graphics this is on dk nation by the way and down in the description if you want to go check it out boston scott's an interesting one with miles sanders currently on injured reserve obviously jordan howard ended up uh scoring a bunch of touchdowns and having three touches inside the five yard line but boston scott was the primary ball handler in that game well it was a game for the Philadelphia Eagles. The joke is just going to be this week that Jalen Hurts scored 10 fewer fantasy points than he had in any other game this season, and Philly posted 41+. plus. Wouldn't expect Philly to post 41-plus in many games the rest of the season, so I wouldn't be too concerned about Jalen Hurts whatsoever. Maybe buy low on him. But until Miles Sanders comes back, like, Gainwell only had touches when the game was completely over, and, like, Hurts wasn't playing anymore. So I guess if Gardner Minshew somehow gets into the game, then, yeah, Kenny Gainwell, that's where you want to be. If not, it's Boston Scott, who's going to have his value sucked away by Jordan Howard and I pointed this out on the Saturday show as well it just I didn't expect them to score that many points it didn't make a difference this week that one guy was stealing from another guy and stealing from another guy when they only post 17 points and everyone doesn't get their hand jumping into the end zone and doing a celebration it's going to be a bit more difficult Boston Scott would be the one I would want until Miles Sanders comes back in action for the Philadelphia Eagles but I mean how good is he really going to be Running back 28 is probably where he'll end up being ranked on a weekly basis. You can see where he ranks this week when I do the show with Sealy and I actually do the rankings on Tuesday's Pat Mayo Experience. Smash the like, sub to the channel, turn on those notifications, by the way. So that's where I'm going with it. Latavius Murray, I just want to get an injury report from him because they've been using Le'Veon Bell. They reactivated Tyson Williams, obviously Devonta Freeman and Lamar all getting carries on the ground. But Latavius has been the one who's actually been good as a fantasy running back when healthy. He was dealing with that ankle injury coming out of week number seven, obviously on by, I'm going to guess that he's okay. No, he missed, 
he missed week number seven. So he, he sustained the injury at the end of week number six, missed week number seven now on bye week. He should be okay, you would think. When we go back up to the injuries, uh, we'll take a look here just as a full scan through them. Henry possibly up for the season. Damian Williams hurt his knee again. David Montgomery obviously still on IR. To the moon for Khalil Herbert. James Robinson exited the game with the heel. Like I said, he's now day-to-day unsure of how long he is going to be out. It could be no time. It could be a few games. We'll have to wait and see for the injury reports during the week. Hence why Carlos Hyde is still elevated in the running back waiver wire rankings this week. Justin Jackson hurt his quad. He left the game for the Chargers. Roundtree, I'd expect, to be the primary backup to Austin Eckler. Jamal Williams missed week eight. Great. Uh, Jamar Jefferson ended up scoring a touchdown instead of DeAndre Swift. That's always fun. When it looks like a smash spot for DeAndre Swift, obviously it's not. How could it work out that way? Miles Sanders on injured reserve. Tevin Coleman can take a fucking hike, by the way. That's who the Titans should trade for, Tevin Coleman. Because I'm enjoying this Michael Carter and Ty Johnson backfield from Magic Mike White catching all the passes. Chris Evans missed week eight. Darrington Evans, obviously out for the season. Like I mentioned, Taysom Hill. I mean, if he gets back next week, he could start a quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Curious to see what they end up doing. Josh Jacobs uh, did not... He exited with a chest injury in week seven, obviously on by. You'll want to check back with him and see what is happening uh, with the Raiders' backfield. They're at the Giants this week after the Giants play on Monday night. It's a really nice spot. Um, You can run on the Giants. You can pass on the Giants. Their defense isn't great. They're pretty good at tackling. They have a good pass rush. Doesn't seem to be helping them whatsoever, but it would be a start for Josh Jacobs, obviously. If not, Kenyon Drake, I guess. I'm liking this new-look Raiders offense the past two weeks, ever since Gruden had to take a hike and... All of a sudden, you know, the running backs are more involved in the receiving game. People look spry. People look like they're trying harder. The The offensive game plan is a bit more 2021 rather than 2003. Gotta like that stuff when you have fantasy players involved with those teams. Uh, other news right now. This is why I said that uh, it was interesting that I waited for a little bit to do this show today because a bunch of stuff came out. Von Miller traded from the Broncos to the Rams. That was breaking news as soon as I started recording this. I was like, what is going on here? How do the Rams have this much cap space? They have funny money cap space? I I guess, I mean, I'm pretty sure golf still counts towards their salary cap this year. Don't know how they're managing to do this, but I mean, the league's number one defense gets better. Uh, headline uh are the rams gonna win the super bowl i don't know but they're seven and a half to one to win the super bowl right now and they continue to bolster this defense they know what they have in this offense uh and how good it is that if they can just continue to pump up the d and make sure that they have these big name players that they that they can sustain a loss from some of these guys if aaron donald goes down if von miller goes down if jalen ramsey goes down that you know that was always the concern about some of these like quote-unquote super teams when you have these elite players on defense that what happens when one of the stars goes down because you spent all the salary cap on these guys how good are your backups the answer generally is not very good but at this point if you have so many stars yeah you can kind of you know miss one or two like look at the bucks defense right now eventually their guys are going to get healthy and their defense is going to be super scary again uh but at the time they've they've been able to kind of tread water beat up on the bad and that's what the rams are doing right now they're beating up like the crap out of the bad teams but when it gets to shutting down tom brady when it gets down to shutting down kyler murray or or Aaron Rodgers, or whoever the hell it is for. I mean, shutting down the Saints offense shouldn't be that big of a problem. It's just, can you score on the Saints? That has become a bit of a bigger problem right now as their defense continues to elevate their game. Obviously, good offense is always going to be good defense in this day and age, especially indoors in the regular season. You get to like January 7th outdoors and it's freezing. You know, defense might look a little bit better than the offense does at that point. So uh, I thought that was just kind of crazy. There was a guy on the Ravens too. I got to bring this up Malik Harrison was shot Ravens linebacker Malik Harrison non non uh non-life-threatening injuries he's in the hospital right now he was caught by a stray bullet in the left calf while attending a gathering in Cleveland according to the Baltimore Ravens that thought that was kind of crazy the other breaking news was Jameis Winston confirmed tore his ACL um even though he was dancing after the game, uh, it does seem to be like he is going to miss the rest of the year. And as I am talking right now, Derrick Henry is going in this morning to have surgery on his foot. So maybe he doesn't miss. I mean, for fantasy purposes, he's done. For the Titans purposes, maybe he can come back for D. Hember. Maybe D. Hember has not been canceled. Maybe it just goes to D. January this year because it looks like the Titans are making the playoffs and having a, I guess, well-rested Derrick Henry 
at this point. It was some sort of like metatarsal in his foot. So anyone who is out there saying like, oh, they shouldn't have given him so many carries. This actually had nothing to do with that. Uh, it's not like he popped a hamstring or blew out a quad. It was, you know, having his foot stepped on that ended up derailing Derrick Henry. So it had nothing to do with uh, an overworking of Derrick Henry in that regard. What's going on, everyone? Are you getting old like me? Or do you just feel like in the mornings, if you've had even like two glasses of wine or three beer, that you're not doing good anymore? Or if you go and work out, you're incredibly sore. Have you tried to play like flag football anytime recently? And then the next day, like your hips don't work to the point where walking is difficult. It's not just because you're a terrible athlete now and in horrible shape. It's also because you have no hydration. So Elevate Hydration from Beam is what you need to help yourself recover. Because when you're not hydrated, you know the feeling. Sometimes you get headaches, you have body fatigue, you just don't feel your best. And you should be feeling your best. And Elevate gives your body the electrolytes it's craving thanks to a supercharged stack of electrolytes like coconut water, pink Himalayan sea salt, sourced entirely from nature. Plus, it tastes amazing, and that is pretty awesome as well. Elevate comes in three flavors for your specific needs, but here's really the big deal. You can get them for free right now. Yeah, you want stuff for free? It's super easy. Our listeners can get a free Elevate sample pack by going to beamorganics.com slash mayo. That's B-E-A-M organics.com slash mayo to get your free sample pack. Stay hydrated, get your free stuff, and use that promo code MAYO to tell them we sent you. All right. And if you're hungover or if you're just old and out of shape and you need hydration, beamorganics.com slash MAYO is where you want to be. Let's go to the injuries at wide receiver for the week. Once again, you can find this entire cheat sheet down in the description or if you subscribe to the Mayo Media Newsletter. Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney. Uh, Shepard likely in, Galladay likely out, Kadarius Toney likely in for the Monday night game. Other than that, T.Y. Hilton has already been ruled out with a concussion for Thursday night football against the Jets. Rager, Mims, Gallup didn't play. Uh, Rager and Mims both left the game for their respective teams. No word on Mims yet, not that anyone cares for Thursday night football. Michael Gallup didn't play in week eight, along with Dak in that Sunday night game. Calvin Ridley uh, missed week eight with personal problems. I, we're not sure what it is. It's some sort of mental health issue. He is stepping away from football at the moment. We have zero timetable on his return. It could be next week. It could not be for the rest of the season. We kind of have to keep up to date on what is going on with him. I hope he's okay. Uh, it's it's funny that if this had happened like 15 years ago, uh, you would just see the barrage of negative comments. Not that you don't see the barrage of negative comments underneath this stuff anyway, calling guys soft and all this shit. Like, you got mental health problems, you get that shit sorted out. Uh, and don't be afraid to, to, to take time. It, it's a privileged position that he has, that he plays in the NFL and makes millions of dollars. There's a lot of people who can simply cannot afford to go you know, take time off work to treat their mental health issues. But if you have the ability to do that, your life is going to be better for it. So I really hope Calvin Ridley can get himself straightened out, get the help that he needs, and come back to the football field. Because I like watching Calvin Ridley play. And if you're the type of loser who's like underneath of his statement being like, you fucked my fantasy team, you piece of shit. I mean, you're the piece of shit, obviously. You know that, though, right? You do know that. If you don't know that, I don't know how you function in society. So anyone out there, uh, you can always I mean, listen. I, I know for, like, the wacky life advice and, you know, hilarious questions, the Pat Mayo experience at gmail.com. People have sent me uh, some pretty personal stuff up there over the years and i've always tried to respond to as many people as possible so if you have no one to talk to uh you can email into me and you know i check it periodically a few times a week more so now that i'm taking these questions so i will get back to you on that front if you just need someone to talk to uh, and there's always plenty of people willing to talk to you out there so keep that in mind going forward uh, i've seen it you know destroy a lot of people um and some people that aren't with us anymore in my life so if you are having a problem please reach out and talk to someone and get that straightened out you're not soft by any means you're dealing with an illness uh if you had any other sort of illness you would go to a doctor this should be no different uh more injuries yeah more injuries on the nfl front uh deshaun jackson is asking for a trade he's not currently playing with the rams i think he would fit in great with the buffalo bills by the way, I think that is the one spot on their offense that they are really missing right now. They tend to use Emmanuel Sanders down the field a lot. 
but he's not the same sort of speed threat. They were hoping Gabriel Davis could be that guy, but eh, I don't know if that's really going to be the case. Like, you don't need Deshaun. Like, Don, Deshaun Jackson was just rendered obsolete by Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson is just a better version of Deshaun Jackson at this point. But you don't need Deshaun Jackson on the field 100% of the time. Just stick him on the outside periodically to run nines down the field. We know Josh Allen can hit him. It just creates a new dimension to that offense that I feel like that's their last missing piece besides, you know, like a great running back that they're missing or at least a consistent running back that they can rely on to get yardage. Uh, Corey Davis missed week eight. No word on him for Thursday Night Football. Julio, Lord knows how long he's going to be out. Donovan Peoples-Jones missed week eight. Will Fuller could be back for week nine against Houston. Revenge game for Will Fuller. Uh, I have Michael Gallup on here twice. I thought he was likely to play off the IR. He was not likely to play off the IR. He was deemed inactive uh, very late into Sunday. Diami Brown missed week eight. Michael Thomas could be back this week. Probably not back this week or they they're not one of the teams on by are they let's see bye week no 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 they're not seattle tampa washington detroit all on bye weeks this time around uh let's see antonio brown missed week eight tampa is on by so maybe he'll be back for week 10 he's still on crutches though terrace marshall hasn't played in ages with this concussion curtis samuel uh is not playing for the footballs sammy Watkins could be back uh he missed the missed week seven he went on by he's coming back out like a lot of these ravens guys so for the wide Wide receiver position. Again, uh, DK Nation in the description. I'll update these when stuff changes. Kadarius Tony, Hunter Renfro, Rashad Bateman, Devontae Parker, and Jamison Cratter. Devontae Parker's name has been bandied about in terms of trade rumors. So again, November 2nd, Tuesday is the trade deadline. He could find himself in a better spot come Tuesday afternoon. We'll see. Uh, either way, it was his best game of the season against the Bills. They get the Texans this week. The Dolphins' schedule isn't overly difficult. They still get the Jets twice, and no matter what Cuss says, the Jets still aren't all that great. Uh, so, Devontae Parker, it'll be curious to see what happens when Will Fuller comes back, how everything is split up in that offense. Because when Parker and Fuller were out, you know, Gesicki, Waddle, that's where all of the offense was going through the air. Uh, but I do think that Parker's skill set uh, is good enough that no matter where he lands, he should be all right. Like I said, uh, Allen Robinson is another one just to hold on to. I, didn't, I If you have Robbie Anderson, you just drop it. Robbie Anderson, the guy is absolute trash at this point. <laughs> He's going to have one huge game. It's going to suck people back in, and they're going to forget about the eight games in a row. He scored fewer than like three fantasy points but that's just the way that we go about this tim patrick's still looking good broncos getting healthier although they do not have von miller anymore van jefferson um you know he continues to run as many routes as robert woods robert woods scored the two touchdowns but van jefferson at least in the passing game might be the better guy and darnell mooney Toons is the guy that you want with Justin Fields right now. Justin Fields, I guess just get rid of Matt Nagy. Don't have him around, and Justin Fields looking a lot better. They didn't win, obviously, but Darnell Mooney is looking like the player in that. I don't think that Allen Robinson is long for this team. Now, I do worry that if Allen Robinson leaves, everyone's going to be like, oh, man, Darnell Mooney's so sick. Wide receiver one. That's internet guy voice. But maybe Allen Robinson is taking away some of the coverage from Darnell Mooney, as we've seen this happen tons of times. It was like a good thing that Randall Cobb was able to score the two touchdowns because, you know, he's what he still had two touchdowns, had like 16 fantasy points or something like that because he's just not cut out to be a wide receiver one. We saw it before when Jordy Nelson went down. It's like, oh my God, Randall Cobb's going to be so amazing. I was like, no, he's a wide receiver two or wide receiver three. That's where he is best. I don't know if that's the case with Darnell Mooney, but I would be somewhat hesitant uh, to say like, oh my God, he's a top 25 receiver the rest of the season uh, just because Allen Robinson leaves. I think he is who he is at this point. He doesn't get better. He might actually get worse if Robinson leaves and the defense can really focus on him because he would be the only member of that receiving game that would strike fear into anyone at this point. It's not the road dog, Jesse James. It's not Cole Komet, who is the king of three for 35 and people being like, man, we should play Cole Komet this week. It's like, should you? Should you play Cole Komet? Because he's not very good. It's a problem. I can't believe Hunter Renfro dropped below the 60% barrier either. That just kind of blew my mind. Uh, rest of... The pickups for the week at tight end, I have my guy, Pat Fryermouth, or Firemouth, as I enjoy to call him, at number one, scored a touchdown, four for 44, looking good, Tarzan Dan Arnold at number two, Washington is on bye this week, Logan Thomas expected to be activated coming out of that bye. I mean, he's going to be a top 10 tight end. You may as well pick him up. He was dropped in a ton 
of places. Uh, Uzma Conklin, Ingram, and my guy, Cole Komet. My guy and your guy, Cole Komet. Gronk left the game with a back problem. Eric Ebron didn't play. Obviously, the Bucks are on by. Farrell Brown didn't play in Week 8. Jordan Aikens went 5 for 53, which is pretty nice. Bob Tunyon, done for the season, more than likely. Dawson Knox, probably out at least another week, could be out up to three. Darren Waller's really the one to watch here, though, uh, only because we don't know how serious this ankle injury is for him at the moment. So Foster Moreau would obviously be the pickup should Darren Waller not play. I think that's pretty easy. If we jump over to uh, the, let's see here, uh, tight end in the newsletter, I have the tight end routes per drop back and a minimum of 10 routes, the highest percentage. So these are the guys that aren't blocking whatsoever. They're just running routes when they're out on the field, whatever the quarterback drops back. It's Pitts, Gesicki, Ricky Seals-Jones, hence why Logan Thomas should be up there because Ricky Seals-Jones going back to the bench when Logan Thomas comes back. CJ Uzma, TJ Hawkinson were your top five. So 90% for Pitts. Gesicki, 88%. Ricky Seals-Jones, 84%. Uzma, 84%. They're basically playing receiver. They're not playing tight end. Jared Cook, Gerald Everett, Dalton Schultz, Dan Arnold, and Dallas Goddard uh, from 68 to 72%. Uh, the next guy on that list at number 11 is Pat Fryermuth. He was 67% in terms of routes run versus dropbacks. Uh, I don't know how that's affected once Eric Ebron does return. I don't know why Eric Ebron needs to return at this point. The other guy, Gentry, who seemed to be doing good enough blocking, so just let that guy block. Let our guy Firemouth go and catch touchdowns. So we're good to go. But seven targets in back-to-back games now uh, for Fryer Myth. Uh, I think that he's going to be a fringe top 10 or like a fringe top eight type tight end the rest of the season. Like if you had to ask me, Noah Fant versus Fryer Myth, I'd probably take Fryer Myth at this point because Noah Fant, it's just too easy for him to be lost on that team, especially with Judy back because Patrick is still a going concern. Albert O, Big Al, ends up coming back and doing better than Noah Fant does in this game. They just have too many options. Uh, and that's the issue with all the Denver like passing game, even in the backfield, whether it is Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams, that these guys can be lost in the shuffle on any given week. At least with the Steelers, it's four guys. It's Najee out of the backfield. It's Deontay Johnson, Claypool, and Fryermuth. That's it. Those are the guys that they're going to. And it's not like their defense is so good. They just can run the ball all of the time. They fall behind in these games. They have to pass. Ben, fan of a little dump. And little dumps go to our boy, Pat F. So I can see how this works out really well for him. If you have fan, trade him straight up for Pat Fryermuth right now. It's a move. Go take it. Those are tight ends. Uh, Let's go to, what do we got here? Quarterback streams for the week, Thursday night football. You got Carson Wentz against the Jets. They're like 10 and a half point favorites. So you should probably peep that one. That one seems pretty good. Tua Tugs playing against Houston. Uh, I do think that the Miami defense is better than the Houston defense, but Tyrod could be back in that game. If it is Tyrod, not Davis Mills, although Davis Mills had a really nice fantasy day, all in garbage time, obviously. You could probably pick up one of those guys and play them if you need it. I I could see Tyrod getting traded to the Saints with Jameis out for the year. They don't want to roll with Trevor Simeon. Uh, Derek Carr at number three against the Giants. Uh, He's right on that threshold. In terms of defensive pickups for the week, in terms of streamers, we got the Saints the Raiders, the Colts, the Cowboys, and Dolphins uh, of teams below 60%. Obviously, all of my rankings out on Tuesday, Tuesday morning on DKNation.com. Then I'll do the show with Jake on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, And then you can just see the list of defenses. So you don't even really need to worry about defenses right now. I'll have more information. All like the stats information gets updated after the Monday night game. So I'll have a better... I'll have a better grasp on who to really target. I had the Eagles as my big pickup last week. Obviously, they came through. They absolutely dominated as would kind of line up versus like when you look at pass rush versus offensive line, they were the biggest gap of the week that the Eagles had a top 10 pass rush. They weren't elite, but they were like number nine. And the the Lions, especially being so banged up, were like a bottom five offensive line. That's just generally how you want to play defenses. It doesn't always work out. But if you have a favored team in a game expected to face a lot of pass attempts, behind a bad offensive line, especially with a bad quarterback as well. I mean, that's a recipe to print money at DST. Uh, It doesn't work 100% of the time, but it works well over like 60% of the time, especially when we're trying to stream defenses. It's not like you can just go pick up the Rams if you're looking for a cheap DK defense or if you're looking for a waiver wire pickup that you can use. That's always the best way to go about these things. Let's, oh, before we get into Monday Night Football, I have a tease for Thursday Night Football. So, uh, obviously, I watch the games with Cust every single week, and he is now pretty fired up 
for the New York Jets, especially for this game against the Indianapolis Colts in primetime on Thursday here. And we'll have more on this on the Wednesday morning spread show. Early link in the newsletter, by the way, when that comes out on Tuesday night. But here's what you can expect from Cust, and probably a bit crazier than even this. If we win this game, and it's not guaranteed yet, if we win this game, then we're definitely beating the Colts on Thursday. That's a done deal. That's a buy before the mini buy. Then we've got the mini buy before Buffalo. You seen the way the Bills have played the last three weeks? Decrepit. We're winning that game too. We are going to be on a roll. This is a hinge quarter for the season. To set up hinge games against the Colts and the Bills. I'm telling you, everything is coming up Jets here. We can get this win. If we get this win, and I'm not guaranteeing anything. But here we go. Jets! Does Zoomer Zach get his job back? Yes, he'll get his job back. But you know what? Mike White is doing a great job right now. You could flip him for a first-round pick to like six teams in the NFL right now, the way he's playing. Are you kidding me? Cleveland would give up everything to get someone as good as Mike White as a backup. Should be a good one, especially because Jeff was at the Chargers' loss against the Patriots as well. So he's going to be real bummed. Tim is going to be super high. It's going to be great. Although Jeff will probably be the super high one in real life, but Tim will be acting like he's probably on like speed balls or something like that. Some sort of amphetamine, although he wouldn't actually be doing it, is what Tim will be like when he is going to be talking about the Jets. Even though you're far from ordinary, the truth is that ED is really common. In fact, 52% of guys aged 40 to 70 experience some form of erectile dysfunction. So go to GetRoman.com slash Mayo now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get $15 off your first month of treatment. ED is more common than most people think, and the benefits of ED treatment can help you reconnect with your partner and rediscover the joy of sex. Roman system is completely confidential and totally discreet. No big logos or labels on the packages. And with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Mayo and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and just take care of it. So go to GetRoman.com slash Mayo today. And if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have the confidence and control this fall. Roman ready. GetRoman.com slash Mayo. What would you do if you didn't have high interest loans or credit card debt? With Upstart, you can pay off your existing debt quickly and easily and just start living your life. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a million people have started to use Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Rather than looking at credit score alone, Upstart considers other factors like your income, current employment, and credit history to find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000, and you can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash mayo. That's upstart.com slash mayo. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Upstart.com slash mayo. Let's talk Monday Night Football. <coughs> Monday Night Football. We have the Giants at the Chiefs. The current spread at DraftKings Sportsbook is now 10 and a half. Uh, as we go through everything, I gave this out as one of my best bets on the Friday show is going to be Patrick Mahomes over rushing yards. Let's see where that's at right now. Anyway, 22 and a half. That's up from, I think it was 19 and a half when I gave it out on the show. I still like the over 22 and a half. He has hit his rushing prop six of the past seven weeks. So I do like that a lot. Player receptions for this game. And they're being pretty coy here with the Giants receivers, uh, as we'll get to run the Sims here in a minute, that it's going to be kind of tricky uh, to figure out. But I do like Kadarius Tony a ton in this game, as long as he can make it through. It looks like he's going to play. Obviously, you want him to be officially active first before you go in on anything 
Daryl Williams over two and a half catches. Daryl Williams over 16 receiving yards. Daryl Williams 58 and a half rushing yards. Don't mind those. Really, uh, you can run on the Giants. That's never really a problem. And as a 10 and a half point favorite, all of this did not work out against Tennessee whatsoever. I do like Daryl Williams in that spot. What's Devontae Booker receptions? 17 and a half yards through the air is not bad. Two and a half, ca- no, sorry. Yeah, two and a half catches. That's juiced to minus 150. I'd probably go down and play the minus 115 uh, and save the 35 cents on the 17 and a half receiving yards. You're playing with a bit more fire in that regard. But that's probably the way that we want to go about it. If we go over to prizepicks.com, uh, you can go into prizepicks.com code MMN uh, at checkout. You can get the link down in the description as well. You have to play two, at least two uh, players from all of the from either of the games. But you can, I mean, you don't need to just play it on Monday night. If there's one that you really like, obviously, I like the rushing yards for Patrick Mahomes. It's 19 and a half here, so it's three yards lower. That's one of the great things about Prize Picks. Uh, like I really capitalized on Cordero Patterson and, on. Sunday morning, Kelvin Ridley was ruled inactive. They didn't change the Cordero receiving line at all. They hung it, uh, and he just got over it. So, you know, you know, sometimes it doesn't always win. But I think that it closed at like 47 and a half in terms of the sports book, but you could have got it at 40, or sorry, at 33 and a half on prize picks. We saw this with Pat Fryermuth uh, during the course of the week as well. His prize picks over under receiving yards was 23 and a half. The DraftKings Sportsbook had him at 34 and a half. So it just seemed like a very easy opportunity to go in there you should always hit up prize picks for this and of course you can parlay them together because you have to play at least two one from two different teams and then you're good to go in this circumstance but uh that's why i should always recommend it so go to prizepicks.com code mmn get you 100 dollars deposit match so deposit 100 dollars, get 200 dollars. then you can play in the mayo media 7-eleven contest uh you know more you can always just check out the details i've been talking about it for ages but you get like bonus money and all you have to do is invest seven dollars and 11 cents for all your sunday needs so i i think that's a great way to go about it if you're trying to build it and if sportsbooks aren't legal in your state there's a chance that prize picks is so you can go do that as well prizepicks.com code mmn so i like mahomes over 19 and a half rushing yards hit over that in six of the past seven games bad offensive line is going to force you to run you know it makes a lot of sense if we go to receptions yeah they're not posting the giants guys yet i'd wait for the giants guys on this because i like if tony doesn't play i love Shepard over everything obviously um and then if tony plays i like him over they do have receiving yards out so tony you always have to deal with the injury risk as we saw i might even go booker booker 16 and a half over if i need something from the giants like you could look at the danny jones rushing yards. let's go over to uh run the sims.com if you want to uh, get access to all the tools that run the sims uh if you get the monthly right now the link's down in the description uh let's see here booker and what did we say it was? 15, was it 16 and a half or 15 and a half? Booker receiving yards is 16 and a half. So let's type in 16 and a half, switch from rushing yards to receiving yards. And we'll actually call the juice even on either side because this one is on prize picks. But we, what was it at DraftKings Sportsbook? It was, it was only 15 and a half and it was minus one. No, it's, now it's minus 120. It's gone up five cents since we checked it two seconds ago. Great. Uh, missed out on that number. So we'll call that minus 120. Uh, but it's 15 and a half. Actually, we'll set it at 16 and a half right now, though, just for the prize picks to see how we're doing here. Uh, again, if you go and get the monthly membership at runthesims.com and use code RTS on the monthly, uh, that will get you 25% off all their packages. You put slash mayo at the end of runthesims.com, you get 10% off any package. It does look like the under hits most of the time on 16 and a half. Uh, I have a feeling that might end up going over. Uh, that's one where I'd probably, but the median is 16. It's right on the number. So it's like 51 to 48 percent if we shrink that down to 15 and a half i bet you it tells us the over is not a good bet but it hits most actually it's right on the number with the median yeah 51 percent for the over 48 so there's not a huge gap there so that's all going to be a gut play when it comes down to it i do think i like the over on that other let's see receptions for i mean daryl williams 15 and a half receiving yards it feels like he should get to that number doesn't it let's let's go with daryl williams and see what we got going there daryl Williams, what was it again? It was 15 and a half, call that, and run the Sims and see what this tells us. 
Uh, the median is 17, so 54 to 46%. Uh, not all that close, although if you're paying the VIG on that one, it's only minus 110. It's minus 120 for the under of 16 and a half. Uh, 58 and a half rushing yards, too, might be another way to potentially go at this game. Let's switch it over to, that's rushing touchdowns, rushing yards, and 58 and a half to see where Daryl Williams ends up coming out in this. That's because I still have it at, I mean, yeah, 58. 58 receiving yards, you probably want to go under on that one. Rushing yards is where I want to go with Daryl Williams on this one. Uh, we took the juice out of it. He actually hits the over on 58 and a half, 64% of the time. So maybe that's another place where you can play it too. If you want to triple up, if you play three on prizepicks.com, you end up uh, winning five times your money. You win 10 times your money if you take four guys. But I'd probably go Tony over. I'd prefer if it was anything like four, four and a half receptions. I'd go over receptions before I went over this 50 and a half receiving yards. But if he doesn't play over everything on Sterling Shepard is where I would like it. So Daryl Williams over 58 and a half rushing yards. Mahomes over the 19 and a half and 22 and a half if you're just betting straight up props. Uh, and then I would go the other way on those ones uh, with Kadarius Tony and Sterling Shepard in this game. The Devontae Booker one, I still do like the over, but now obviously I've lost some confidence in those picks right now. We get to DraftKings picks for Monday Night Football. We can see, uh, let's see here, DK uh, on RunTheSims.com. Once again, code RTS for the monthly. You get 25% off to go give it a shot. Uh, right now, 10-point spread is what is loaded into the system. All these will get updated after inactives as well. Justin Freeman, who does all of these projections, uh, has won the giant GPPs each of the past two Thursdays. Uh, so he is just printing money right now, and these are his projections. You can customize the projections any way you want, but if you just want to run the Sims with his, you are good to go in that format. I have it set to DraftKings captain mode right now. What do we think is going to happen in this game? I'm guessing people are betting the over of 52. Now, let's say we pick the Giants to cover the spread here and it is not an absolute blowout type of game. Let's say it is 17, 23, 17 is what we're going to put in the score as. Because I want to adjust these. I don't want to, obviously, I can't give away the goods of the site. I got to adjust everything for my own purposes here. And we'll just keep the rushing and rushing TD rates. So 64, so we'll go 65 plays for the Chiefs. Actually, I think it's going to be lower than that because they have so much, so much big play potential. We'll put them at 58 plays and we'll put the Giants in at 61 plays, running shorter plays, but more of them kind of thing. We'll see what we got going on here. Uh, Daniel Jones with the 25% market share of the rushes. We're going to bump him down, bump up Booker to 61%, keep our averages at 100% here. You can check those at the bottom. And then let's see, I'll bump up Devontae Booker in the receiving game to you know, nine, 12%. We'll keep him at 12%. And then we will run, let's see, we got Sterling Shepard at 25, Kadarius Tony. I, let's flip those. Let's put Sterling Shepard at 18% and Tony at 25%. And we can still add two onto the... All right, increases market share of touchdowns. That's probably what I shouldn't have done. Yeah, because I'm at 101% right now. So yeah, 11% target share for Devontae Booker. You got Elijah Penny at 4%. That seems about right. Darius Slayton and Dante Pettis and John Ross uh, have 11 6 5 2L Colin, he's down at 2%. Evan Ingram at 12%. Evan Ingram sucks, so let's just, we could probably just make his touchdown equity like 0%, and we'd probably be more accurate than 12%. But hey, here's where we are right now. I got Kyle Rudolph at 5%. Let's even those out a little bit more. We go 9% for Ingram and 8% for Kyle Rudolph, just to give us a different look here. And we'll drop down John Ross to 1% because if you know, Slayton is playing. Chances are that he's going to see a bunch of targets. We'll bump him up to 15% now and see what we're looking. So we've adjusted the running game and the passing game from the Chiefs side. Um, Daryl Williams, 65% of the rushes. Mahomes, 18% of the rushes. That seems about right to me. I'm even going to take away, I don't think Jarek's going to get to 11. We'll drop him down to five and we'll bump up Daryl Williams to 70% in terms of the rushing market share. Uh, in terms of the target share on this team, I mean, you can really kind of pick or choose. So let's say this is a Byron Pringle game, not a Demarcus Robinson game, or even a Hardman game. So we'll drop Hardman down to 10, and we'll bump Pringle up to 12 from 7. And we'll bump him up to 11. So 
basically flatten all these guys out. We'll go 10% Hardman, 9% Robinson, and 10% Pringle. That, that's a way that we can figure it out a little bit. Josh Gordon, 1%. Probably don't want to be playing him too much. Noah Gray at 3%. Travis Kelsey at 24%. That's with Tyreek Hill at 25%. But let's say this is one of these games where we can exploit the linebackers. Travis Kelsey should be a little bit better in this. We'll bump up Kelsey to 29%. Hill down to 20%. And that's what we're going to do. So our 23-17 score. And this is just as an example of the under of what we can do. So we save that and then we run the Sims. Now, if you think it's going to go over, obviously you'd just punch in your own score. But let's see what this gives us uh, with my projections. Now that I have everything adjusted, that gives us Mahomes, Daniel Jones, Kadarius, Tony, Travis Kelsey, Devonta Booker as the top five with Kelsey, Tony, Jones, and Mahomes being in the optimal lineup over 60% of the time. Those would be the only four guys. I guess Kelsey's at 59.5%. But that dropping down the target share for Tyreek Hill really bumped him down. Sterling Shepard would go up. Daryl Williams would be higher than him in that spot. So as overall captains, strangely, Kadarius Tony would end up being the best captain uh, in terms of optimal percentage at 20%, with Kelsey being 17%, Mahomes at 14 Daniel Jones at 13%. Other than that, the only other different outliers, Tyreek Hill, because of his big play upside, would be around 5%, Darrell Williams at 6%. And a lot of this is just salary-based on DraftKings, too. If you use Mahomes or Hill or Daniel Jones, or even Kelsey, for that matter, as your captain, at 1.5 times their salary that's going to be a bit trickier than you know trying to fit in the rest of your roster you see Slayton Slayton and Hardman uh, because their big play potential are down there a little bit more apparently Elijah Penny I guess that's in the circumstance that Devontae Booker gets hurt then Elijah Penny ends up coming in um, and becoming the guy in the backfield uh one percent of the time then it would be worth it to take Elijah Penny at 600 bucks or actually be 900 bucks if he was going to be the captain if you just look at the lineups um, this one leaves a hundred dollars on the table. It's Byron Pringle as the captain. Cause we bumped him up. Probably don't. If you were going to play 150 lineups, that's probably the way that you would want to do it. This one leaves $800 on the table. It's Tony as the captain, assuming he plays with Demarcus Robinson, Patrick Mahomes, and Daryl Williams, Sterling Shepard and Daniel Jones as a three, three type split. You could also play the five and one chiefs barrage, including Kansas city's defense in this regard. Uh, or you could play the five and one, Hopefully all the scoring goes through Travis Kelsey. I would prefer Daryl Williams in this spot. Uh, just based, if you're only going to play like single entry, I'd probably want to do a four, two stack with the giants and hopefully everything is concentrated for the Kansas city chiefs in that regard. Let's see where we can find a good one of those. Not seeing a ton in the optimals. And this one has Elijah Penny, which makes it a little bit tougher. Don't love that one, but you can see like 24. I mean, with the projections that I just ran based on the under and upping Pringle, it would be Pringle is the captain, Daniel Jones, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Tony, with Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I don't hate that one, actually. Uh, it's going to be tough for Brian Byron Pringle to actually be. I mean, out of 10,000 simulations, this is the optimal lineup 24 times, which is by far the highest uh, because we've upped Byron Pringle's target share in that regard. But it's just a really fun way to look at the games. So that was Monday Night Football uh, on Mayo Media Network right now. Griffin Swanson has his full breakdown of the game in short form video covering both the props and DraftKings plays for the week if you want to get another opinion and run the sims.com. Uh, use code RTS on the monthly get yourself 25% off use the optimizer you just saw me walk through how to do the showdown stuff if you want to base it on what you think is going to happen in the game or just any scenario that you can run and it will spit you out all the optimal lineups that you want prizepicks.com code mmn to get in on those over under fantasy props as well especially if you live in a state that does not have legalized sports betting as of yet it's time now to get to no longer the life advice the ask me anything besides actual actionable fantasy or gambling advice on any sport. Well, I want some fun questions that are in here. And I thought this one was great. That's why I decided to mix it up. This one comes from Dominic. It says, Hey Pat, I've been listening since 2015. Just want to say loving all the content this year. Well, thank you. Uh, the Friday show in addition to the Wednesday show has been awesome. I am glad that there is the subsect of people who like it. I see it reflected in the numbers uh, in terms of like, the podcast numbers for this show versus the video numbers are like 
six, seven times higher because people enjoy listening to the show audio-wise. The Wednesday show is by far the biggest show I do all year. It's not even close. That gets around like 150,000 downloads every single week. People love the spread show. People will tell me like, man, I hate that Tim Andrews. Oh, I think Jeff's a moron. Hey, it doesn't stop people from tuning into that show specifically. Uh, by far my biggest show. But the Friday show with Cam and Pizzola is rising up the ranks. Uh, every single week, the numbers get bigger for that show. So thank you for helping support that show. We have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, and it's obviously that entertainment is far more important to people than actionable good information. Why don't all of the teams roster a jockey-sized guy for all of their goal line downs? The offensive lineman can collapse and then just throw him over the defensive lineman. Now, I was just talking this over with some friends, and I'd love your opinion on it. It's not a real fo football question, so please don't ban me for life. He had me until it said, let's go Jets from Dom. Thank you for sending this in. Because it's funny, I have been talking about this with my friends for years. Not this in particular, although you'd kill the poor jockey if you threw him over the offensive line. You, you gotta remember, like, some of these guys on defense are absolute freaks. No matter how high you flung this, like, 100-pound man uh, up over everyone else, like, these guys have good verts. They might just kill this guy in the air and absolutely break him in half. It's kind of akin to Tim's, I could get... 10 yards in the NFL on three carries because I'm running behind an offensive line. So the, this kind of works twofold is one, Tim would never make it to the offensive line to be blocked to begin with. He'd be hit once he'd be out for his life and potentially be dead. So that wouldn't be good for him. Um, and that he just doesn't have the speed to get there. But I always talked about this with LaDainian Tomlinson and it always seems to be convention. Maybe this is getting worked out of football now that you always had like the Brandon Jacobs or the Jerome Bettis types. Like we want a guy who is a bruiser at the goal line, the biggest guy possible. He's going to push people forward. But it always seems strange to me that the best goal line back I've seen in my life, and it's probably the best running back I've seen in my life as well, is Ladadian Tomlinson. So maybe he's an outlier in this regard. But he used to just... He had the ability to just run in, like, when you're smaller and not one of these bigger backs, not saying jockey size, but, like, and probably a little bit bigger than Darren Sproles. So, like, the Tomlinson type of body, like, DeAndre Swift's a little, like, he's sort of, like, on the fringe of someone like that. Like, Eckler, I'm not surprised, has been a pretty good goal line back so far this season, despite never being given the opportunity. And he was another one of those guys, like, oh, he's too small to use at the goal line. The smaller guys can find the creases. You only need a yard or two yards. You can just kind of wedge yourself in there and pop out the other side yeah you can get hurt a little bit more easily and it would go against convention of oh you know this guy is so hard to bring down but i do think that smaller running backs actually do have an advantage on the goal line especially fast ones as well like they can get to that hole a little bit easier maybe you do take the hesitation step uh, and see where the like the little bit of a crease is and wedge yourself in there i've always wondered why it's been the conventional wisdom that it has to be a huge running back that has to be your goal line or short down back like frankly if you're from the half yard line you just quarterback sneak it every single time it's going to work like 80 percent of the time so using the running back in that regard seems kind of crazy anyway especially when you have like the jacoby brissettes of the world or the brady's of the world who are just good at getting that half yard it's a it's a skill set that they possess but it's not just them who possess it it is that coaches don't rely on that to get the air just do it every single time i saw it uh, in the london game against jacksonville it's a great way to, especially if you have a specialty guy come in, it has the potential for a big play because it was the first time all season that Brissett faked the... Uh, he faked the quarterback sneak and they went downfield to Gusecki. It was a horrible throw. And I think Gusecki had to dive to catch it, but like just the defense was not prepared for that to happen. And that's why I think that the smaller running back on the goal line, uh, maybe it will become like in vogue four years from now. But I've just always thought that it was easier for them to maneuver and adjust on the fly too, to a little bit of a crease that opens up. The bigger guys are just above everyone else. And it's hard to jam their bodies into that situation. It's not to say that these little running backs are built like me and can just be like, turn sideways and you can no longer see them obviously they're fucking built but being able to squeeze through and just pop out uh maybe it's more difficult because you can't see the ball and trying to overturn it to replay becomes a little bit more difficult but it just feels to me like you can kind of get under everyone else as the bigger offensive linemen are going over now if you just wanted to say use the 98 pound dude give him a chuck i mean it's probably going to work like once or twice it'd be really interesting to bring in like a playoff game that no one has ever seen before and just be like yeah we're just basically going to shot put you over the end i don't know if you're allowed to do that but 
it would be interesting to see nonetheless. These are the type of questions that these are the nice theoretical that I can go with right now. And on the cusp at uh, 10 yards, we, we've been debating this amongst my friends for ages now. And I am always under the impression that he, that even the, the best, like, I know a couple good football players, like played college football. That's probably about it. They're now in their mid thirties too. Uh, so they're not quite the athletes they once were, but so much of it has to do with speed out of there. It's not like you start at the line of scrimmage and fall forward for yardage. Like sometimes you know, you're going to be like five, seven yards behind the quarterback and you actually have to come in with your timing, get the ball, try not to be hit, look for your hole and try to go through it. That's how you have to actually use an offensive line, those instincts. And you need to be going at, you don't need to be going at full speed once you have the ball. Now, we would have to be going at full speed to have the ball because we're not making seismic moves to the left and right to be able to get out of people's way, be able to read the line in that way and have the acceleration to get up to top speed so fast like an NFL running back would be. So you have to think about it in a completely different facet if you're a regular person. Like, you'd have to run a full... You'd probably have to start, like, 10 yards behind the ball, start your sprint knowing when it's going to come, and hopefully you can get back to the line of scrimmage without going to the hospital after getting being hit it's impossible it's not going to happen no matter if it was a pro offensive line against a cfl defensive line you're just not that good no one is out there maybe if you played college running back at a high level uh and yes then obviously you could probably step in and do that if you have experience but random dude out there not a fucking chance anyway that was the ask me anything besides actionable fantasy and gambling questions for the show email in at the pat mayo experience at gmail.com next monday me and meanie rest of the season rankings uh if you have any questions uh maybe we'll go live maybe not who knows maybe i'll say uh we can do an ama in terms of your fantasy trade questions in the description next week uh, and we'll try to answer those by monday evening maybe that's the way we can do it trade deadline is coming up you can check out the updated waiver wire up on dknation.com additionally smash like sub to the network and the newsletter where i continue to update the injuries to that as well as it goes through you can always check back on it link is down in the description i hope you had a great week eight we're on to week nine I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.